Great. I'll try not to pick my butt on camera or something. Oh, that's good. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Nick Glover, Tim Wick, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we are joined by our good friend Mark Sherman to discuss the new Disney Plus series, Loki. And oh, guess what? We're going to spoil the shit out of it. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Hi, welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Nick Glover. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Molly Glover. That's me. And Tim Wick. Glorious purpose. (laughs) And uh, we are joined by our uh, frequent Marvel binge watch buddy, uh, Mark Sherman. Hello. It's hard to binge watch things when they uh, put them on every week. Yeah. I know, those bastards. Mm, it's like yeah. regular TV. Uh, How dare they reinvent television? And yeah. we're going to do, uh, this episode is all about Loki, uh, the uh, streaming series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it is not a limited series because there'll be a second season. And obviously we're going to spoil it. Mm-hmm. And by spoiling it, we're also going to be spoiling uh, pretty much anything in the MCU up to this point. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Gird, gird yourself and pause accordingly. Great. Gird your, mul- <laughs> gird your multiverse loins. Yeah. yeah. yeah right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Loki, uh, Tom Hiddleston, this is the, the Loki that was created by the Avengers fucking with time to get the Infinity mm-hmm. Stones to undo the snap. From, from Endgame. That yep. all right? stems from yep. the Hulk taking the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this show is because the Hulk took the stairs, basically. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. again, it's Iron Man's fault. Yes. Yes. Um, yep. Really? I mean, yes. to, to be fair, Hulk took the stairs, but there were already a few extra actors standing around in there that weren't supposed to be around. So yeah. for sure. We could blame yeah. Ant Man. Ant Man didn't have control of the puck. That's his fault. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Loki gets his hands on the Tesseract and disappears, and that flags him as a as a variant in the time stream, the mysterious time stream kept pure by a mysterious organization with a mysterious leader. The TVA, the yeah. Time Variance Authority. Who are uh, also like a bureaucratic entity yeah. in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Desperately I searching for Mr. Tuttle. Uh, it will never not make me yeah. laugh, and I'm glad we got to see it a bunch of times. The scene with the the Tesseract literally skidding across the floor to land at Loki's feet, and he just looks down and is like, hook, and just picks it up. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. It's just every time they show it, I'm like, oh, like, you idiots. Uh, like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. As far as, you know, looking out for uh, Harry Tuttle, like, it is, it definitely has a very Brazil oh, it sure vibe does. Yeah. to the TVA. Um, just the the old and new technology kind of a, I don't want to say steampunk, but... It's it's almost steampunk. I mean, not quite. It's more like... If, if steampunk it's bureaucracy had, punk. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I was like, if 50s bureaucracy had a, had yep. a steampunk variant, mm-hmm. that's what Here the TVA I, yeah. would be. 
Yeah. It reminded me of the Legion on FX, uh, yeah. the way that everything sure. was very, very 60s and mod. And yet people were talking in ways that weren't 60s or mod. And yeah. so it felt mm-hmm. very incongruous. But that therein lies the mystery, it, right? The, that mm-hmm. type of technology kind of always makes me think of uh, H.G. Wells, like the time machine. Sure. Uh, where, you know, it has this old timey look to it, but does something very futuristic, mm-hmm. even, mm-hmm. you know, by our standards. So, uh, yeah, uh, this story kind of unfolds with time hijinks with Loki working for the TVA, other variants of Loki. Oh, and Wilson is his caseworker? Yeah. Like uh, assigned, assigned <laughs> to rehabilitate him in a way? Mobius M. Yeah. Mobius. Mobius a, M. Mobius. Who is a character from the comics. I, I believe Mobius Mobius Mobius, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, the, the M stands for Mobius. That's yeah. great. He loves uh, jet skis. Yeah. And then, <laughs> oh, and so it, much jet skiing. And the show ends with one hell of a fucking reveal that wasn't a huge surprise for a lot of people, but I think was no less cool or meaningful for it. And I'm shocked that they did it for a whole hour. Like that could have been like the, the curtain opens at the, at the very end and a very short monologue and then, Mm -hmm. you know, over, but they decided to do a whole song and dance for a really long period of time and really made it worthwhile. Well, I think, okay. So go ahead. Okay, I, I, I would have to say uh, part of that, I think, is because if you're not familiar with Kang the Conqueror, sure. oh, shit, spoiler, sorry, everybody. <laughs> if you're not familiar with Kang the Conqueror, you need that, you need to know what kind of is going on a little bit. Well, and here's bit. the question. Did we meet Kang the Conqueror? Or no. did we meet, I don't think so. Yeah. We met a different yeah. Kang. We, we yeah. met, we met Immortus, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you're right. So Jonathan Majors is credited as He Who Remains, yep. which... Uh, is the leader of the TVA who is also the last surviving member of the TVA who goes to the beginning of time and creates the TVA. And arguably the last Kang on the time stream. Right. Yeah, And I will, yeah. I will say too that, uh, so uh, Ravana Renslayer, the, one of the, 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 the woman who was, I mean, they didn't say her name. They said, they didn't say they her said last Re- name. They said Renslayer, I thought. I thought they said that, yeah. I I didn't remember hearing. The only reason I knew her name was from having the captions on. Maybe. Uh, And so I don't remember them ever actually saying her name. They referred to her by, like, Judge and other things. I know they at least said her first name. And we also see her degree up on the wall. That's okay. Okay. Uh, I I thought Mobius called her Ravona at least once. But, yeah. Okay, so maybe and I just missed it, but I, I mean that that you know is a, obviously a tip in the sense yeah. that she's what Kang's is consort, uh, right hand man, R- yeah. right, sometimes Major rival, Domo. sometimes girlfriend. Um, that uh, the the degree that you mentioned up on on the wall was a really nice touch when they went back to her in her real life because one of the yeah. reveals of the show is that all the people that work for the TVA are all just brainwashed variants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the The degree that was on the wall was the name that she and Kang used together when they went back to start an old timey or an, a town in old timey like 19 or 1800s, like Wisconsin. Um, mm-hmm. When they, they went off to go live a bucolic life in the pasture. Um, and there was, the show yeah. was full of tiny little wonderful details like that. 
Her well, full name is Princess Ravona Lexus Renslayer. <laughs> and, uh, that sounds like an expensive car. I, I think she's in the comic that introduces Kang. I, I think. I, I feel like her origin goes way back. Yeah, she, she first appeared in Avengers number 23. Yeah. In 65. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so uh, Kang the Conqueror is the villain for... Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which isn't mm-hmm. due out for quite a while yet. But um, knowing that he is a big bad and knowing kind of who he is in the comics, which, you know, people don't know, uh, Kang the Conqueror is a, what what do you want to call him? Like a time-traveling fascist who has a lot of identities yeah. and wears a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. And, and sends them through time. Yes. Like his identities are sent through time to continue the conquering. He, he has, I mean, Mark, you, Egypt. Mark, you mentioned Immortus. Yep. Molly, in Egypt, he's Ramatut. Ramatut. Mm-hmm. He is a, has a connection to the Young Avengers that I'm hesitant to mention because there's so much Young Avengers stuff being set up. So but much. He, he has an identity that pertains to them, mm-hmm. um, and and yeah, yeah, it's it's really neat. I've I've kind of wondered if we'll get a bunch of different Kangs as characters leading up to him being in yeah. Quantumania as Kang the Conqueror. We might get all these other versions played mm-hmm. by uh, Jonathan Majors before then. Which yeah, because be our. Arguably, the version that we got is not Kang the Conqueror. It's it is so Immortus exists in in the Marvel Comics universe is a very different kind of entity from Kang the Conqueror. The Kang the Conqueror, you know, is literally out there to subjugate the other timelines. Immortus is out there to get rid of the other Kangs mm-hmm. to be right. the most powerful version of himself. And that's a very different motivation compared to the other ones who are trying to rule all time right. and, and seeing this one as having succeeded. And really the big twist of it is that apparently he was telling the truth at the end that he was yeah. keeping, keeping a tight lid on things, regardless of what his motives were, there does seem to be an impending chaos coming. Um, and, you know, one of the other things that's not very explicitly mentioned in, uh, obviously not at all in the show, but has other implications on there, Kang is probably a Richards. Right. Mm. You know, so this is this is a long, long form connection if they want to do this to bring the Fantastic Four into the MCU. We're talking like thousands of years yeah. later, descendants. Yeah. 40th right? century. Or, yeah. Uh, can yeah. I just say, if you are at our listeners at home at all interested in Kang the Conqueror, may I recommend uh, Marvel Champions, <laughs> uh, the once and future Kang scenario pack it's super fun it's got all the versions of kang they they throw the the heroes are thrown into various time things there's a tyrannosaurus rex it's great uh it's a really fun pack i i was just delighted we have actually predicted a lot of stuff that's been happening uh mm-hmm. by by with the the deep dive love of comics that the team has so it's been pretty exciting that we've been kind of ahead of the curve with our publishing in that way but there's uh, so sorry yeah, so no. uh 
Loki. In Loki, <laughs> they talk about the, well, the TVA is looking at things that are going to disrupt this plan that this He Who Remains, you know, which is kind of an inamortis, like Mark is saying, Kang. Uh, uh, anything that disrupts that is a Nexus event. And this isn't the first time in the MCU we've heard mm-hmm. of things described as mm. like a Nexus event or, uh, or a Nexus human being. And yeah. Yeah, being. yeah. Yeah. Wanda uh, is Wanda, or the, the maybe the mantle of Scarlet Witch is referred to as a Nexus being, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is also hinted at in one of the uh, the fake commercials. Which we're every time they put out a new show is revealed to have so much more weight and implication to them than was originally apparent. Oh, interesting. I haven't gone back to those. Is there is there more to get out of those um, other than the ref- the Nexus is the drug, right? Yeah, Nexus is mm-hmm. is their uh, their Wellbutrin or whatever it is. I think it's their uh, they don't That's feel bad doctor. about anything. Nexus yeah. events are right for you. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, um, and have you all seen the videos where people are claiming that uh, the WandaVision finale and the Loki finale sync up in events? Uh, no, um, I have not, I have not seen, seen that. So. Uh, there's a moment where uh, he who remains is like sitting at his desk kind of quietly and you hear like a uh, like thunder roll mm-hmm. and he goes, okay, this is it. This is, this is as far as I've gone yeah. from here on out, you know, who knows? And he like drops something. Mm-hmm. So apparently if you sync the finale to the WandaVision finale, that moment where he's stunned in silence and waiting for a few minutes is Wanda ascending to be the Scarlet Witch and the person, he, the, the, the toy or whatever it is, he drops and falls, uh, falls at the same time Agatha does when she gets knocked <laughs> from the sky by Wanda. Oh, that's dope. Um, now, and, and now this is happening you know, beyond the end of time. Right. So it's not really happening at the same time as anything happening. But he's, happy, but he's doing it. But he's doing it with, yeah, yeah, as it's happening. Cool. And, and I don't know if that's wishful sinking or... I mean, it, it could just be they're trying to, to marry the narratives. I mean, both in yeah. a lot of ways represent what could possibly be described as like either either an ascent to power or a relinquishment of power that is, that could both be a benefit or a, you know, a complete negative for everything mm-hmm. that's going on around it. You know? Yeah. I, uh, to, to jump back a little bit in the Loki stuff, I just want to yeah. talk about the, I loved the, all of the, uh, the, the different, the Miss Minutes stuff mm-hmm. that was happening with Loki, where at first it was like, oh, this is a, what a silly little, like, like old timey video who's like, you know, oh, I'm here to help you learn about the yeah. TVA and Some, everything. Like, cuphead very, vibes. Yeah, very, yeah. And very cutesy. And then like for her to have what appears to be her own agenda. And she's mm-hmm. working for someone who I don't think is a mortis. She's getting she's, orders from yeah, someone when at she's the end like, of that. You know, oh, I asked him about that file you were looking for, but he says that you don't need it yet or whatever. And it's yeah, like, this one's much more this, useful to you. Like, Miss yeah. Minutes, who the fuck are you talking about? So, <laughs> yeah. Is she See, I thought for she a different was, king? I thought she was talking about he who remains immortus king right. whatever we want to right i thought that's the oh. he that she was talking about that i don't think it is though because think. yeah it's, i don't think it is because like it seems like i don't know man i mean i guess it's possible but it sure felt like something sinister was going on with her no. right well i mean there's you know, something you know sinister going on yeah it's, it's it's finally mephisto 
Oh my God. <laughs> there, uh, that was, Mephisto is the giant cock tease of the there, MCU. There were so many people saying that Kang would be the new Mephisto for this series and that everyone who's seeing Kang everywhere was like, nah, they're not going to do it. They're saving it for movies mm-hmm. ahead, blah, blah, blah. You're you're just jumping at, you yeah, know, you're seeing yeah. Mephisto in every moment again. Oh which, my God. But when, when he shows up in basically the Immortus outfit and then later yes. on when we see the statue... Uh, and it's very obviously the Kang battle suit. It's well, you know, here's the other thing too, like all of those little toys that he's playing with during his backstory. If you're mm-hmm. paying attention to the sequence where they're all fighting each other, they're all wearing Kang battle suits. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. So obviously, you know, in the future, we've got uh, some sort of time war mm-hmm. ahead of us, maybe. Uh, uh, which, you know, right now the the protector of the universe doesn't have his Eye of Agamotto, the time mm-hmm. stone, to prevent. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Doctor Strange, they literally talk about using the Eye of Agamotto to defend this reality against other realities. Mm-hmm. And, and that shit is fucking gone. So it, I wonder, I wonder if some of those external you know reality threats are things like a scarlet witch appearing or you know other kangs encroaching on on this timeline like are any of the ancient ones who have had the eye in the past aware of the tva or or this he Mm -hmm. who remains kang like is this something they've dealt with so here's here's my question um because i can't actually remember right now but if I recall correctly, the Infinity Stones are an awful lot like the Dragon Balls. Once you've used them up, they then scatter to the edges of the universe and someone can go collect them again. That's how they are in the comics. I don't know what yeah. they're going to yeah. do in the MCU. Yeah, because yeah. well, there's, there's they a whole theoretically have of been those destroyed. in a drawer somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, what's this? I mean, Sorry. they theoretically were destroyed by Thanos, not right. scattered to the edges of the universe, but... We don't really know if that's what really happened. Maybe maybe destroying the Infinity Stones literally is just causing them to respawn somewhere else. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think what Mark's talking about is, so yeah, in the comics, you know, they are these natural forces of cosmic energy that mm-hmm. the entire universe is inherently imbued with, concentrated in one place, and destroying them makes that energy scatter and it it has a you know a gravity to it or whatever you want to mm-hmm. say where that energy will pool somewhere and mm-hmm. form again as an as another stone uh gem what have you uh i wanted to say so gugu mbathara who was uh mm-hmm. renslayer uh is she is in uh apple tv the morning show and she's oh, amazing yeah. Uh, so if you're looking for, if you enjoyed her acting in this and you would like to see her in something else, uh, really check out the morning show, uh, cause it's great. And she's really good in it. Uh, but yeah, I thought she yeah. was so good. Like I just adore yeah. her. And speaking of acting too, like, you know, previous to this, but the only things I'd seen Jonathan Majors in before was, um, uh, Lovecraft country Yeah, and, and boy, what a wildly different character he has played in here, like alone at the end of the universe for countless millennia, a little bit crazy, but still way smarter than anyone else in the room. There's a, there was a deep menace to that character. And 
there's so much range that he puts into that in just yeah. that one episode that I'm so fascinated to see him show up as 13 different characters yeah. in over the next like five years. He had great comedic timing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you could tell there were parts where it was like, I can see where the script is this. And he, when he did the like, boom, you came to kill the devil. And he's like, <laughs> boom on the desk. Like just these little things that he did that were just so like, like, he, he acted like he knew what they were going to do. And then we found out when he was like, well, that's it. That's all I know. Then you find, oh, he doesn't know what they're going to do. But he was just so confident that, that yeah, it, it, he is amazing. It's mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it, Tick, uh, Atticus, his character in Lovecraft Country is so serious with Stoic. his reserved. His, yeah, yeah, with his yeah. like war experiences and all that, he is a uh, classic fifties man, right. keeping it all inside. Yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and Kang is a bit unhinged; like he doesn't seem uh, stable. Maybe it's the loneliness, maybe it's the lifespan, or the the time hopping, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't seem super uh, all together there. Yeah. Maybe sure doesn't. He seems we, a little. <laughs> little off, doesn't he? Little, little wild around the edges. <laughs> so, we haven't talked about any of the Loki variants. I know, yeah. seriously. We just so, spent um, like 15, 20 minutes talking about everything in Loki except fucking Loki. Here's well, the thing. Loki is a fascinating, interesting, charming character, but he's not the important thing that happened in that show. Yeah. <laughs> I will right. say, I really think that the reason that they talked about all the Loki variants and the reason that they had so many and they showed all that is to get the viewer uh, ready for mm-hmm. the Kang variants. Yeah. Uh, to make it so yeah. that when those come into play, it's like, oh, I get the concept of variants. I understand. And to set up all this multiverse stuff, it was a brilliant way to start us off with the multiverse. The yeah. idea that they are all Loki and they all share similar things because we're all Loki's, right? We get it. Mm-hmm. We all backstab each other. Oh, we're Loki's, you know, like we all have a glorious purpose. Exactly. We yeah. all have a glorious purpose. And so I think that is, but then to show how different they all can be from, you know, all from human to alligator. <laughs> yeah. And you know, <laughs> you know, the the other the other thing about that is, too, is it's also the same thing they're doing with the rest of the MCU shows mm-hmm. and using them as backdoors to introduce replacements or at least a system by which we can have an equivalent but different character show up. And right, I'm not sure. saying that that's Sylvie because I'm not entirely certain they're done setting her up as Enchantress. Um, I think she's Enchantress, too. It's, the, it's um, in the name, even. Yep. And so I'm I'm still willing to bet that we're going to wind up with we're maybe not that kid Loki, but some yeah. other version of it coming back. I would be surprised um, if we didn't get a different like, I mean, I really hope they don't do this. I really hope they don't bring back Natasha Romanoff from a you know, she's variant. I, I, know, think, like, I think that that's what Scar-Jo's they got Loba for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think ScarJo's done with the MCU. I don't. I don't think she wants. I mean, she's suing Disney right now right, for box yeah, office money. Yeah. And, then, and do you think I she'd feel, be doing that if she was thinking she had more movies in her? No. Yeah, I, I think. So. Yeah. 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 So, well, she's not the draw that she was ten years ago either. Yeah. So which yeah. Loki variant was your favorite of the ones we saw? Who's your favorite Loki? Classic Loki. Yeah, old man the Loki. One, the 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 old guy. The, yeah. The, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's pretty good. What is that actor's name? I'll find it. Uh, I can't remember, but uh, yeah, he I, he was the most Loki out of Richard all of Grant. them. Richard Grant. 
Yes. Yeah. Richard E. Grant, who posted a picture of himself in his costume and said, uh, you know, when I started acting 40 years ago, my father said, you want to spend your whole life in tights? And uh, he's like, and I do. And he's like, he would have loved this. And he shows, he's like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Great. He's the, the classic helmet with the uh, outrageous horns. But I mean, I, I absolutely love uh, Kieran Gillen's uh, Journey into Mystery, which yep. is the Kid Loki comic, mm -hmm. um, which is absolutely amazing. And the fact that they have Kid Loki, like Kid Loki is a member of the Young Avengers yep. as yep. well. There's yet another fucking connection to set that up. Um, uh, but but also, uh, you know, this, this Sylvie Loki, like that, uh, there was, you know, Lady Loki was an important part of the kind of mm -hmm. Dark Avengers, Dark Illuminati mm -hmm. era Marvel yeah. comic stuff. And so that's an interesting angle, too. Like, there, there there's a bunch that yeah. they brought in Although, to play with. You know, that that Lady Loki run, though, is is such a much more sinister arc than what I think we're like liable yeah. to get out of there. Because, I mean, really, it's that is... For those unfamiliar with it, Lady Loki is literally Loki holding the body of Lady Sif hostage yes. with his consciousness, yes. which is pretty fucked up, even for yeah. Marvel. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's after uh, yet another Ragnarok, mm -hmm. as all the gods are are coming back again. He hijacks her body instead and of. And yes. he does it explicitly to fuck with Thor and yes. his emotions. Yeah. Yes. Tim, who was your favorite Loki variant? I, you know, probably Sylvie. I liked Sylvie a lot. I thought. Mm -hmm. I thought that um, the the nice thing about Sylvie is is it really does set up that multiverse idea of Loki doesn't you know and, and I mean they take it even further right when they make Loki into an alligator. Um, just the idea that that with an infinite number of possibilities, an infinite number of Lokis are possible and they have similarities, but they're not the same. And she's mm -hmm. very different from, from Loki, you know, or is she, you know, how, how, how much is she telling the truth at, at various times as we're going on? Are we going to discover that she's playing a long con that we don't even know about? Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. it's only been one season. I don't know. That's the thing about Loki. You can't ever trust a Loki. Yeah. yeah. You know, as, as we learned when boastful Loki turned on the group <laughs> and had, had told everyone, all, all the other Lokis where, where to find him. And I, I just went, my, mine was pre, uh, president Loki president uh, because president Loki is like, that was, I swear that's a comic cover. It's a cover. It yeah. is. Yep. Straight, of, the like, of him comic. being like, Hey, yeah. and so that was just such a great the, moment. The green like, vest yeah. and all that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Straight yeah. out of it. Mark, who was your favorite? Um, uh, I mean, it's it's probably old Loki, like classic Loki. Like there's just something that was very appealing about seeing that version of the character show up there. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's there's something about like that sort of like grizzled, resigned Loki. Like he's a version of Loki that actually got got to a point where he achieved almost the things that Loki wanted. But yeah. in the process, he, he tempered and matured in the way that I, I assume most people are hoping for, you know. Yeah. Not Loki Prime, Loki Beta. I don't know what's what. That's the well, thing. He is yeah. now our Loki yeah, Prime because yeah. other Loki died. Yeah, yeah. Our, our Loki it's is dead. Loki now. Well, uh, uh, and he's trapped in what reality? Yeah, well, because it's not the one that he left. 
right. because they don't know who the fuck he is. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and it's it's. I mean, is it another TVA? Like same reality, different TVA mm-hmm. because it got changed in the past, or we we have no idea, which is very interesting. Um, yeah. It certainly seems though like the reality that he returns to is not the one that experienced the same ev- events that he just went through. Indeed, and it seems that way. Yeah. Yeah. Phase four um, is dope so far. Yeah. Can I just I, say I am loving phase four is my favorite so far. It's it's you know what? It's doing the thing that we wanted the the movies to do for a long time. It's going uh deeper and weirder. Um and and I hope that they keep that up. I hope we get to see um, you know, have another opportunity for Chris Hemsworth to uh to record the sounds of Frog Loki being in a jar for five His name? seconds. Uh Frog, you, you mean Frog Thor? Uh, or sorry, Frog Thor. Thor. Sorry, his name is Throg. Throg, yes. <laughs> you know, originally so, in the script, you're going to no, say go that. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Originally yeah. in the script, he was going to be slapping around Loki for nice. for a minute or two, and that got <laughs> that got I, cut. I like. I, so I want to know: Are Throg and Alligator Loki? Like from the same plane, or is <laughs> oh. there an? Are they all alligators, or they're all frogs? <laughs> like, I mean, what? it seems like they should be the same universe. <laughs> I, I would a, assume it's just an, an, anthropomorphic animal. Sure, yeah. sure, version yeah. Of the MCU. Yeah. That's uh, so. Uh, what are we expecting from the future of the MCU and the future of Loki season two? Like, do is this Loki going to be our protagonist for season two Loki, the, the Tom Hiddleston Loki? Mm-hmm. And are we going to see him in the MCU or is he just going to be a TV character now? That's, that's a good question. I mean, I, for one, am all here for uh, Tom Hiddleston does his best um, Twin Peaks. Uh, continuing to go on in in mm-hmm. season two, but you know it's this seems like almost like Loki season two is an opportunity for them to to do a live action version of the what if that they're working on right now with mm-hmm. you know B plot being the you know the story of what's going on elsewhere. But man, I mean we have no idea what the timeline is for getting a season two of this anyway. You know it could happen after they've already resolved all this stuff. I bet we'll see him again in the movies, which is sort of surprising um i don't man it's they can go so many directions with this that it's hard to say i'm yeah i don't know it's a mystery for me yeah i mean it's hard to say that the the upcoming strange film is a multiverse film isn't it yep um so i mean you definitely could see some hiddleston loki in there and it wouldn't be out of place yeah um you know i i think the show you know, obviously there's going to be something about Loki and Sylvie um, and how that relationship plays out. But it's probably going to. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a little maybe a little Loki Loki. Boinkin. I made the sex thing. I did yeah. sex with my hands. A little Loki. Boinkin. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think that clearly, you know, they the, those two, the, their relationship was an important thing in season one. They're going to want to continue that somehow in season two. Yeah. But uh, probably what they're going to do is deepen the Kang story in order sure. to, in order to be able to bring it out more in some of the other, the other parts of the DC universe. Well, but, we have uh, a while until we get to Ant-Man and the Wasp, which yep. is where Kang we know is going to be the big bad. So I think I agree. I, I don't, but I don't know if Loki season two is going to happen before that. That's... So uh, I, I think yeah. that we're likely going to get, 
uh, that Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, what is it called? It's like Quantum Mania. Quantum Mania. Mm -hmm. And so maybe we will see a Kang in the quantum realm. Yeah. That then becomes a Loki thing in Loki season two. But I mean, yeah, it's it's uh, I'm very excited. I definitely I don't think they will give up Tom Hiddleston in movies. I think for sure. I don't think Tom Hiddleston would have agreed to do a Loki show if it meant he was no longer mm -hmm. going to be in movies. He My does guess still seem is, to be having fun. Yes. So yeah. my guess is that the they were like, we want to do you're going to die in Endgame, but we're going to do this show. And then we're also going to put you in more movies. That'd be my guess. But he was an unknown actor before yeah. this role, which still blows my mind that that they. Yeah. There, I saw an article someone posted about it was a com complaining, a reviewer complaining about the the bold choice to cast two unknowns as Loki and Thor. You know, these <laughs> unknown actors, Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston, who were just plucked out of obscurity and so surprising to do that and now it's like they're huge i mean yeah. they're, they're worldwide smash right yeah. so mm -hmm. and tim before doctor strange and the multiverse of madness uh we have spider-man no way home oh sure oh yeah and, which could easily be a multiverse film which is already being deeply hinted at being a multiverse there, yeah. there's so much fucky shit going on with that that uh someone joked that uh uh, shit, Tom Holland can't spoil the movie if we make the plot too complicated for him to explain it. Because <laughs> uh, there's all those there's all those press junkets where yes. he starts mm -hmm. talking and they're like, no, like they put his hand over his mouth mm -hmm. and they're just like, Tom, stop. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, you know, it sounds like Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, uh, the actor that played uh, Dr. Octopus, like a number. Alfred Molina. Alfred, Alfred Malia, a yeah. number of of actors who have had Spider-Man related roles in non-MCU Spider-Man movies yep. well, are I'm, sure as fuck going to be in this next movie. And and let's not forget, too, that we've got um, Sam Raimi officially working oh, in the MCU yeah. now, too. He's doing the strange movie. And that's right. they they have done before where they've had guest parts of other films directed by other people. And, exciting. you know, um, on a cynical level, I definitely think that they are using this as an opportunity to, if Sony doesn't re renegotiate their contracts, to say, Spider-Man never existed. Go away. Yeah. You know, and all sorts of things like that. It's also a chance for them to, you know, explicitly link the MCU with the comics and allow them to play with characters from each other. Right. Well, and they, versions of these things. So there was a, there was a, in Loki, uh, the episode that first, where the time varying things first, that when it burst off like that, uh, was uh, released on June 16th, which is 616. Yep. And people have thought of that being an Easter egg, uh, an uncoincidental thing. You know, I mean, I guess the, that's possible. The, but the, the multiverse is born on 616. Because mm -hmm. 616 is the, if you don't know, is the Marvel, is the universe number for the comics universe. Whereas the Marvel Cinematic Universe is 199999. <laughs> so. So, yeah. And the Ultimates universe has a number, and we don't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think, uh, I mean, we all liked Loki, and we're all very excited to see what this brings to the larger MCU and, and what is in store for Loki season two. Mm -hmm. I, I was uh, excited, honestly, for a series that just had a season two. 
Yeah, you know? no kidding. Yeah. It's it's not that I it's not that, that I was. didn't like WandaVision or 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 Falcon and Winter Soldier. I I liked them both a lot, but it was like, "Oh, sweet. This is actually I've, I get more seasons of this." Yeah. That's, yeah. That's mm-hmm. fucking great. That Thanks. is exciting news. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm happy with limited series stuff. Yeah. Sure. Tell your story and and end it and have that be a part yeah, of a larger yeah. it's story. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but honestly, yeah, like I I want to see ongoing stuff as Me well too. for sure. Yeah. Every now um, and again, there's a good excuse to have a serialized content based in your world, and this is a good one. This is yeah. There's a I'm good looking, premise here. I'm well, looking I mean, forward geez, to what you if. can be. You can he can be fixing timelines for. I mean, this is like this is like Marvel's Quantum Leap, right? It's you know? <laughs> it's so, oh my god. So next <laughs> next up is what if on August eleventh. Oh yeah. And the word is that what if is not just a fun romp through the multiverse. Yep. It is canonical examples of what's happening and being created in the multiverse because, as it expands. Because of yep. what because they killed Immortus. Right. Because they killed Kang. Uh he who remains, I guess we'll call. And it. then, and then, as far as Disney Plus goes, then we're still getting uh, Hawkeye and Miss Marvel before the year is oh, out. Oh my God, Hawkeye! Um, mm-hmm. Next up in the movies in Pizza September. In, in September, we get uh, Shang Chi, and then Eternals in November, and then Spider Man No Way Home uh, by by Christmas. I am so excited for. Uh, I'm really excited. For the what if, I'm really excited for Hawkeye, and I'm really excited for the Shang Chi movie. I think those those are the big three for me right now that I am I am the most uh, excited. Yeah, about. Fing Fing Fang Foom all the way coming oh, I know. coming down the pipeline. Yeah, it, there's it's it's a it's a crazy time to be a fan of the comics because uh, they're really having a lot of fun, going wild with the stuff that they're pulling in right now, and I, I think it's. What a great payoff! Aquafina in the MCU, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm just glad that uh, you know someone got a personal trainer over to uh, Kamel Nanjiani because uh, boy, Holy shit. she is jacked. Yeah, like, it's what, crazy. What, what am I yoked. supposed to do? I'm not funny enough, nor am I attractive enough to compete with that. And what <laughs> what what does this leave for anyone else? Uh, uh, apparently. After the movie Stuber, he became good friends with Dave Bautista. Oh, sure. Before he was even cast in Eternals, they became workout buddies. <laughs> and oh, so they were working out together to get ready for Eternals as well, which is kind of yeah. yeah. kind of adorable. Uh, Mark, you have yeah. five questions Heck yeah. for us. What? Five questions? Five questions. Okay. Let's, um, let's get it started. All right. Well, five questions. Uh, we'll we'll get this started with one, this one here. Um, uh, again, I I may have I may have way back when when we started this asked a similar question before, but I think it's still a good one. And time changes these answers. So it's true. When trying a new Chinese restaurant, by what one food item do you base your initial snap judgment? Kung Pao chicken. Yeah, that's a good one. Shrimp lo mein. Hmm. Because like uh, it's hard to do a flavorful lo mein that isn't just greasy. And plus, mm-hmm. you find out right away whether or not they use shit seafood ingredients. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's cashew chicken. Ooh, that's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark? Uh, I I go with kung pao as well. Um, the because it's it's one of those dishes that has both extremely traditional preparations, but also extremely American preparations, mm-hmm. and it lets you know exactly the kind of restaurant you're dealing mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
for sure. Question two. All right. How do you feel about in vitro meat? Like lab-grown meat? Correct. I, I've never had any, but I don't well, have any moral I don't think objection. any of us have the money to have any. Yeah, yeah I yeah. feel but, great about it. I wish that was all we had. I, I don't like the fact. I love meat, but I hate that I'm killing animals, so I have to dissociate pretty strongly to do mm-hmm. it. So if I could know I'm not killing an animal, that would be amazing. Uh, I, I think it depends on two questions. Uh, the more important question is, is it delicious? And then, and then the second question is, uh, is it no less healthy than the meat it's replacing? Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Is it at least as healthy as as you know, cow burger? Sure. Uh, as long as it meets those two, I am one hundred percent on board for all kinds of fake meat. Yeah. Well, and you know, here's here's the other problem with it too. Like you can claim that there's no ethical uh, quandaries with it, but how can you be sure that what you're eating is lab grown? Oh, just that. Yeah. I mean, this what, is what the, I'll uh, say, the chew problem, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, what I'll say is, is you can't. I mean, obviously, lab-grown meat has its own resource management issues, but uh, if you just consider the amount of grazing land it it, it takes mm-hmm. for the amount of beef that we consume worldwide, if you could produce that beef in some other way, that mm-hmm. could have a huge impact environmentally. And does, and. D- does the lab grown meat not have lab grown methane farts? Because if it yeah. doesn't, yeah. I mean, that's a yeah. big boon. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sub question on that, I guess, would be oh, yeah. what about people meat? Lab grown people meat? Yeah. I, I'm curious. I would try it. Uh-huh. I think <laughs> I eat people. I, I'm I think cannibal Nick curious. I, I think I'm Nick the wrong person to ask. I always take to say the worst things about eating people <laughs> or doing terrible things to people. Don't yeah. I? <laughs> yeah. What was that, Mark? Oh, I was just saying, I think we've both recently been reading a book that features uh, a minor plot line based off of this. Uh, probably? Question it's, three. Yeah, yeah. Well, moving we'll on. Come back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what, uh, what have you been cooking, baking, or consuming during the pandemic? Ooh. Well, I've talked a lot about the baking I've been doing because you, Mark, are mm-hmm. the person who gave me a sourdough starter and that began my sourdough journey, which has continued to this very day. I just made muffins with my discard yesterday. But the thing I've been eating uh, a lot during the pandemic, actually, for lunches is uh, making myself a charcuterie board, sometimes mm. a vegetarian charcuterie board with just lots of cheese and crackers and fruits and vegetables and like like something like 10 things on a plate just little bits that it feels like snacky because it's easier for me to eat while working uh and it feels like a fancy meal and it doesn't take much to throw it together so it's like a deconstructed salad with crackers is kind of what i've been calling it nice i uh i've been we got an air fryer lid for our instant pot Mm. and so you know, we, we made a bunch of things with that. We made some very satisfying wings with that. But uh, with that and without that, I've been making a lot of tofu, mm-hmm. um, like like pressing and marinating and experimenting with like different cuts and pressing it for different times and that sort of thing and different marinades and then uh, frying it or baking it or, or whatever. But we, we've been going through a surprising amount of, of tofu. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd be excited to try some of that. I actually am a big fan of well-prepared tofu, but I don't don't really cook it myself. Uh, My, I guess, the thing that I've been doing that that sort of 
new-ish for me is uh, uh, when the, the go-to uh, when I'm, I'm just like, I don't want to do any work for food is uh, like get a big glass of uh, spicy Bloody Mary mix and fill it with vegetables like carrots and celery and pickles. Oh, and, sure. And it's quick yeah. and easy and yummy. So. It's like a cold vegetable soup. It is a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah. That's Just awesome. Macho. Yeah. What about you, Mark? Uh, so towards the beginning of the pandemic-ish, kind of, I don't, well, I guess more closely to the beginning of this year, it doesn't really matter. Uh, my partner and I moved in together and uh, she's vegetarian. I am not. Um, and I always am looking for excuses to eat more vegetarian food. So thankfully up in Northeast here, we're close to uh, one of the world's only uh, vegetarian or ve- excuse me, vegan butcher shops. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So I've been playing around an awful lot with that. And they opened up a, a vegan fried chicken joint mm-hmm. uh, on, on the south, south side of the city. Mm-hmm. That is also fantastic. So, um, you know, anyone in the Minneapolis area or someone who's interested, herbivorous butcher, great stuff mm-hmm. to play with. Really, yeah. really tasty. Uh, Her- Herbie's chicken, their chicken yeah, Her- joint. Herbie butcher's chicken. Yep. Herbie butcher's. It's it's very it's close to us. We haven't gone there yet, but uh, we we mean to. Didn't uh, Mark from Facebook? Didn't I see you bought like ten pounds of Beyond Beef? Just like a huge block of Beyond Burger beef. Uh, in- impossible, and it was uh, impossible. five pounds, yeah. five pound block yeah. of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it was it was delicious in every yeah. way that I've done it. But since since the time that I bought that, it's now available in basically every grocery store in the area. So <laughs> I don't have to worry about that anymore. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. Uh, question four. 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 Yep. Uh, what's your death row last meal? Thanksgiving dinner. He's right. That is his mm. meal. That's <laughs> it. It's like it's like. It's so satisfying. It's a good, like, it's all comfort foods the whole way down. You get to to get yourself nice and sleepy off a bunch of chicken or turkey, I mean. You get to have, like, a couple pieces of pie. Because, I mean, if you're going out, you might as well go out, right? <laughs> like, yeah, Thanksgiving dinner with just, like, with everything you could imagine there would be my last meal for sure. I'm torn between like a whole lot of very expensive sushi and the idea that I could load myself up with beans so that my corpse shits itself so dramatically (laughs) that the state is forced to care for me and the smell never leaves their clothes. Like I'm trying to decide which is better because fuck them for putting me to death. But I want to go with a whole like a whole thing of sushi. Like like if you ordered it in a restaurant, it would be like probably like five hundred dollars of sushi. Yeah, Uh, that's that's would be my last meal. Yeah. uh, I just completed a long road trip. And the reason I bring this up is because while we were driving, most of what we ate was uh, pizza and McDonald's because oh, it was yeah. easy to pick up and, and take care of. And you could always find something that was relatively edible. And what I find is that the thing I always go back to wanting after something, an experience like that, is what I describe as a big bowl of vegetables, which mm. is effectively a salad. And so I would probably yeah, just salad. have a... Big ass mm-hmm. salad for my last meal, which is like 
maybe a dumb thing to eat for your last meal, but I guess no. <laughs> I guess what I really want if I'm going to die is something I find satisfying, which is a big ass bowl of vegetables, like a mixing bowl salad. That's yeah. what I'm picturing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking, yeah. like your biggest mixing bowl with, it's with like a bottle of this dressing and yeah. a bottle yep. of that dressing. Yep. Just yep. like yep. you don't get to kill me until I'm done, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Take my <laughs> like, time. We're talking like yeah. like fifty different ingredients in this salad. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It'd be yeah. amazing. I love it. It'd be amazing. And someone else is making it for you. So you don't have to do all the hassle of the shopping. <laughs> I know, because the work the is, there's a lot tossing. of work in making a salad like that. Yeah, yeah. you make the state toss your salad. That's yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> what about you, Mark? What's your death row meal? Uh, yeah, chicken and waffles. Okay. Sure. Ooh, that's a yeah. good one. Now, do you want like an entire fried chicken or do you want like chicken tenders? Like what's your, you want the dark meat? You want the white? You want on bone? Uh, a quarter, top half of the chicken. Okay. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, uh, you know, What's your fluffy Belgian waffle. Uh, I mean, I'd go with like a, a generally, uh, you know, a spicy, crispy, like a you know, southern, ex- extra like a, crispy Southern style. Like a style. nice yeah. Southern style. Not yeah, like yeah. a, not like a, not like a, uh, uh, what is it? The Japanese, tem- not tempura, not beer batter. Ah, just like no, a classic. No, is, yeah. You know, something with a, with a bit of paprika in it, but mostly just like pepper and flour mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, just cooked right. That's and that's it. Stuff. Like it's it's one of those dishes that when when done perfectly, it is it is the epitome of all the things I like in food. It's nice. it's dessert. It's fried. It's <laughs> salty. Put a little it's little bacon crumbs on salty there. Dessert. You know, it's mm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's bring it home. Question five. All right. Uh, if it were real, what food would they not serve in heaven? If if heaven were real, not the food. Correct. If heaven were real, what if food would they not real, serve? Would they, what food wouldn't they serve? Okay. I, I feel like it's just like most British food. <laughs> like like there, there would be fish and there would be fish and chips. There'd be fish and chips. But and I think shepherd's like, pie. There'd be fucking shepherd's yeah, pie. Shepherd's I mean, shepherd's pie basically exists as a number of other foods that are, you know, <laughs> close enough. Yeah. That's just like a sadness bowl, right? Mm. That's just shit, shit in a bowl with mashed potatoes. I think, I think British cuisine would not be there, largely. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Fair. I would uh, just, from my perspective, I'd say fish. I hate <laughs> all fish. I really do. I've never had mm-hmm. a fish that I liked. So, <laughs> and I wouldn't want to be in heaven and go, oh, I guess fish tastes good now. No, just fuck yeah. it. Don't even have it. <laughs> fuck it all. Durian. Oh, <laughs> there would be no durian in heaven. I've I've tasted it. It's the worst thing I've ever. I would rather eat a raw onion than I would than I would eat a. I would even take one bite of durian again. Oh, it was the worst in all senses, texturally, odiferously. The taste, the the experience of lifting the fork to my mouth was bad. All of it was bad. <laughs> uh, I revised mine. Hang on, wait. No, it's umeboshi. Umeboshi. Yeah, pickled it's a uh, Japanese pickled plums. Yeah, they're horrifying. Uh, oh, they so they are so bad. They are like bitter, and they taste like they give your mouth cancer. Like they, they just <laughs> they're they're not they're not good. He doesn't like green olives. Don't listen to this man. It doesn't I mean, matter. It's... I love green olives. Umeboshi is horrifying. That was my introduction to umeboshi. Was the exchange student who lived with us while I was in high school saying, "Oh." You like sour food. Yeah, you should try these. It's umeboshi. It's pickled plums. These are sour. And that's when I learned that there isn't as strong of a of a division between sour and bitter. 
in mm-hmm. in his palate. Mm-hmm. And so like bitter and sour is kind of more of the same for him. How much money could you be offered to eat the thing that you don't want to have in heaven? What what's the what's your what's your what's your lo- the lowest you'll go? The amount of money that you'll be paid to eat that food. Oh, I don't know, like 50 bucks. You'd eat it for 50 bucks. Yeah. What I about mean, like, Tim? Yeah. How much to make you eat fish? A uh, million dollars. Million dollars. Pay me a million dollars to eat fish. I don't want to. Mark, I don't Mark, want what food to. don't they serve in heaven? Well, I'm going to go in a slightly different, darker direction there and say chicken and waffles. Oh. Uh, because it's it's too good to be holy. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not yeah. going to ask it's you how much sin, money you'd have sinful. to be paid. Yeah. But you would do it for anything. Exactly. I think I would need $1,000 to taste durian again. Really? Oh, yeah. I think it would need to be $1,000. That's a pretty I'm low che- bar, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm che- like, I... I've eaten things that I don't like for laughs. Sure. That, yes. That is... I, I would eat an onion for laughs, but I will not touch durian again. Wow. A thousand dollars. That's very surprising. It tasted like a corpse died. We got it. We got it. I guess we got to add a thousand dollar level to our Patreon support page. <laughs> it's like if anybody wants to support us for a thousand dollars, Molly will eat durian. And if they support us for a thousand months, Tim will eat fish. <laughs> and, and and you know what? If you're if you're if you're paying <laughs> you for Molly to eat durian, uh, I'll throw in eating umeboshi, no charge. Just, <laughs> uh, it's just a it's super a nice of you. There, a, yeah. super good bonus. A, a it's a super good yeah. bonus. <laughs> uh, great. Well, those are five questions uh, from uh, Mark, our guest, Mark Sherman, who is here occasionally to talk with us about. Marvel streaming shows uh, that you can't binge anymore. I mean, <laughs> you, you can if you're patient, I guess, and, you and can don't now. spend any time on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're you can not, do it now. Yeah. If you're not worried about your coworkers spoiling shit for you or whatever it is, then yeah, you could you could watch it all now and binge it. Yeah, and you uh, could you too can be the person who's on the internet being like, "Don't tell me anything. I'm saving it." I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> Some of us don't watch things the day they, yeah, anyway. Uh, we, we've been geeks without God. If you want to be a patron and support us, you don't have to give us a thousand dollars for Durian. You could just give us a buck or two a month and, and uh, throw us a couple bucks, listen to episodes er, weeks early. Sometimes we get them uploaded to Patreon as soon as we record them. And we usually record a couple at a time. Uh, otherwise, if you, if you, if that, if you can't swing that or that's not your bag, you mm-hmm. can hit us up on Facebook and Twitter and, and see our, our posts there. And if you really want to help us out, you can send us five questions, uh, send them to five questions. That's spell the word or the number. We were smart enough to do both at geekswithoutgod.com. Uh, send us your questions. It doesn't matter if you don't have a theme. Mark, yeah. you said it took you five minutes to make your questions. It did. Yeah, it doesn't take long. That's so easy. Anyone could do that. Send us your five questions. We love it. Uh, otherwise, we'll have another episode up next Tuesday, and you can bet that we'll be doing an episode about what if once that's out. Heck yeah. Have and a good least, week, everyone. At least we, we might. Who knows? Bye. What if we did? <laughs> what if we don't? <laughs> Bye. Bye. This podcast outro is burdened with glorious purpose. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging and listen to past podcasts at geekswithoutgod.com. 
And you can follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. It's not like succinct people without God.